Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the College Info Geek Podcast. This is a show that is aimed at helping you become a more effective student, and if you happen to be a member of the College Info Geek newsletter, you will know three things. Number one, members of the newsletter get a free book that I wrote on getting better grades, and you can get that and get on the newsletter over at collegeinfogeek.com slash book. The book's over 100 pages. I think you'll find it really useful. I worked really hard in it, so hopefully you enjoy it. If you have already read it, hopefully you did enjoy it. And the second thing you will know if you are on the newsletter is Thursdays, you get a newsletter issue with all the new content that's on the site, videos, podcasts, and the occasional article. And the third thing that you'll know is that on Tuesdays, you get a special email that is uh, full of extra tips that are not on the site. And one of the early emails that comes out talks about the three factors I think are most important in your life uh, for being successful. Number one, your health. Obviously, your body is the kind of game that your game piece that you play the game of life with, as I talk about goal setting, um, having a direction and your habits. So on today's episode, I'm talking to two people who helped found my favorite my absolute favorite habit tracking tool of all time. It's called Habit RPG, and I'm interviewing Sienna Leslie and Vicky Shu, two of the co-founders of the app. And if you haven't heard of Habit RPG, I'm going to give you a quick rundown right now before we get into the interview. So uh, my friend Martin, who is actually my roommate as well, got me into this. And what Habit RPG is, is basically an attempt to build an RPG style video game around doing stuff in real life, building habits, getting things done. And it's been the most effective habit tracker, um, just basically tool for getting me to do things that I want to do, but found hard to do ever. Um, I'll just give you a few examples. For one, the book that I wrote is 26,000 words. And the only reason I was able to write it is because I had a goal that I had to write 500 words every single day. And if I didn't write it, my character would lose health. I wouldn't get experience. The people in my party would also be damaged if we were fighting a boss. And all these motivators kept me writing. Um, I also have learned to floss my teeth every single night, to drink a lot of water, to exercise every single day. Um, I'm doing much more, uh, running a lot more pull-ups now, more push-ups, all sorts of good habits have been built from my usage of this app. And the way the app motivates you to do these things is uh, it's done in several ways. Actually, you get experience when you tick off your dailies or your habits or even one-off to-dos. You can get gear, uh, you can get gold to buy things with, there are rare item drops, you can party up with your friends and fight bosses, and you sort of have this team dynamic where if you don't do your dailies, you'll actually hurt them, as I mentioned before. So there's all these different motivating aspects, and they take a lot of the elements from uh, other RPGs that are successful. Um, Pokemon is the one that I talk about a lot, because it's the one I played a lot of as a kid, but all sorts of other RPGs, like Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy and lots of stuff. Uh, you'll find elements of those games in Habit RPG, and I find it insanely motivating. So um, I will also mention that we actually have a College Info Geek Guild on the site. Guilds are basically forums or, I guess, groups where you can discuss things with people and take part in challenges. And we have all, already um, 400 members, actually, which is crazy to me. And if you want to join, you can go over to collegeinfogeek.com slash guild, and you will be able to join the app, start building habits, find other students in the guild to ask questions and discuss things with, and you can also party up. We've got people who volunteer to lead parties, and you can do the quests and get the most out of the app. So 
I really hope you'll try it out if you haven't tried it already. And if you have tried it and you're liking it, then hopefully this interview will help you uh, understand more about the origins and maybe get some new ideas on how you can make it even more useful. So before we dive into this interview with Sienna and Vicky, if you want to get the show notes, you can go over to CIGpodcast.com and scroll down to the episode 56 link where you'll find links to anything we talked about in the episode, as well as links on how to subscribe and leave a review in iTunes, which definitely helps the show. So check those out if you want to after the episode. And that's all I've got for this intro. Let's dive on in. I have been... Um, <laughs> very, very much enjoying Habit RPG for the past, I don't know, few months, four months, five months. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I just wanted to have you guys on the show because man, we have like 400 people in the guild now. So a lot of people know about it, but I, I know a lot of people kind of want to know like how it got started and maybe what tips you guys have on building habits. And, uh, I'm just curious as well. So yeah, I guess this is our introduction though. Um, Well, we should probably start by uh, introducing introducing ourselves. Uh, I'm Sienna Leslie. I am the person who does kind of the community management. I'm in charge of art, events, um, social media, the blog, marketing. So I I do a lot of the stuff that involves interacting with people. Okay. For RPG. And then Vicky. Okay. Um, so hi, everyone. I'm Vicky Shu. I'm a co-founder and current CEO. Well, current <laughs> uh, CEO of Habit RPG. Cool. And so have you always been the CEO or was it like Tyler started it and then you joined in later on? Um, That's exactly Tyler, what happened. Yeah. Tyler was originally the CEO. And then uh, when we brought Vicky on um, to do legal help and help out with business and stuff, uh, we realized very quickly that Vicky had this weird thing where she liked doing the business side of things and like filling out, you know, the forms and like had actual an investment in that sort of stuff. Um, whereas Tyler just really just wanted to code. So we very quickly figured out that like Tyler should be the CTO <laughs> and Vicky should be the CEO. So that was a very organic switch. That um, makes sense. Yeah, when I first followed Tyler on Twitter, it was like, I tweet about nothing but JavaScript. Sorry about that. <laughs> yep. And I believe that still is his Twitter uh, tagline. Yep. <laughs> so he just he just manages the code base for the most part then? Yeah, he's uh, he does a lot of the programming. Um, he reviews all the pull requests because we are in open source community. But um, luckily now, he, it's not just him doing all of that. We have this awesome base of uh, contributors who do a lot of work on GitHub and are constantly fixing bugs and um, reviewing pull requests. And there, we've just got like an amazing, um, amazing team of contributors who just, you know, dedicate time and effort to the project out of, out of love and the goodness of their own hearts. Yeah. And that's such an awesome way to run a business. And I'm really curious about it because you guys are, styled as like an open source startup almost we are so can yeah, you like explain what exactly that is and if there's like i don't know like how do, how do you make money but also be open source and i guess i don't know how it works i think one of the things that we always keep in mind is that uh sienna and i both came out of the open source community so we okay. both started out as contributors and the goal with i mean in terms of making money it is the 
is trying to be strategic about having habit RPG stay around as long as possible. Okay. Right. It's not about getting rich. It's not about, um, yeah. it's not about becoming the next Facebook, uh, <laughs> but it really is about kind of growing this community, taking care of what's already been there and trying to, um, trying to shepherd it in, in a, in a, in a direction that's positive for, for as many people as possible. Cool. So you guys both were just volunteers before you came on then? Yeah. Uh, I heard about it during the, when Tyler was kickstarting, I heard about it right away, joined, was deeply enthusiastic and just saw that it was doing pixel art. And, um, I was like, Oh man, can I make a bunch of hats? And Tyler was like, (laughs) can you make a bunch of hats? Yeah, you can make a bunch of hats. Um, and I, so I started getting really into character customization because I, you know, I wanted there to be more skin tones. I wanted there to be more, um, more hair options. Um, I wanted there to be uh, more armor sets. So I designed all the the armor for the the original mages, rogues, and healers. Um, and then I started helping out with a lot of the organization because the community started getting bigger. And when the community was getting bigger, uh, there was sort of a, a void of organization. So. Um, I was one of the people who who stepped in and started uh, kind of creating the current systems that we still use, like the pixel art Trello, for example, that manages all the submissions. And then we we've grown the quest Trello to manage the writing submissions out of out of like based on that. And yeah, um, so there there were a lot of, you know, nobody was running a blog. There was no real social media presence um, because. Tyler's way more interested in coding than he is on responding to everyone on social media. So I took over those Uh, and it was a pretty organic thing. But even after like working as a staff member for Habit RPG, uh, I was still working for them for probably a year and a half, totally unpaid. Mm. Um, Just I, I was working, you know, multiple jobs and then just doing this in all of my spare moments. Uh, Same, same for Vicky. Um, and then when we finally like Habit RPG made enough that we were able to um, to devote ourselves full time to it because of people subscribing to the site, I think that I mean that's the primary reason that we were able to. And since then, it's been like a pretty clear. I think that's when like a lot of the it started getting more streamlined. Okay, and like just so when you were kind of creating like the processes for everything was when it was kind of self-sustaining at that point? No, because we'd started them. Uh, mm-hmm. It just, I think we got more efficient. Okay. Um, after we could work in it, but we're a very small, we're a very small team right now. The, the three of us are the only three full-time employees. Oh, really? Okay. So, yeah. It's a very lean little, little operation. Um, yeah. And we definitely would have died long ago if it hadn't been for all of our awesome open source contributors and volunteers. Yeah, that seems to be like the coolest part of of the business is that there's just this entire community of people who are crazy about making sure it stays around. And I mean, like I'm one of them, you know, it's it's cool getting contributor stuff, but like I just am, I don't know, so in love with the app that I just tell everyone, like, go use it. <laughs> they are so amazing. Our, I am all I'm always just blown away <laughs> by our, our contributor community. 
Yeah. There, you know, there are days when running Habit RPG is really stressful and really tough, but it's like every single time it's, it's our community who brings it back, who, you know, sends us messages of support, um, who are cheering us on. So, um, it really is like, like a huge factor, um, in our being able to sustain ourselves as long as we have and, and hopefully much further into the future as well. Yeah. So, uh, so I'll probably give people a rundown of like the app in the intro to this podcast, but what I'm curious about is, uh, how did it start? Like, what were the origins of it and, like, the idea, I guess? Uh, so, Tyler was um, doing a lot of... Re- He's always been kind of interested in self-improvement stuff. And he did some research. Um, it's kind of... He was reading books about habit formation. I think one of the, the big ones that he read was The Power of Habit, of course, a classic. Um, and being a programmer, he was inspired to kind of make something else. And being a gamer, he was inspired to make it more fun by making it sort of like an RPG because uh, he played a lot of RPGs. Um, and so he, the, originally it was just a spreadsheet, like a color coded spreadsheet. And then he started adding in gamification for himself. And he didn't even know gamification was a term or okay. a thing. Um, and originally it was kind of, he put it online just for fun and just for himself. Uh, and then it actually uh, got discovered by Reddit and he said, Oh my God, you know, this is too much. I can't, su- I can't support these. <laughs> costs, so we have to shut this down. And so he said, Hey, well, why don't you do a Kickstarter instead? So he, he ran the Kickstarter. Um, and that's when I heard about it and was thrilled. I was like, yes, this is that pen thing I've been doing pen and paper to help myself like get through finals. Cause I created kind of the same thing, uh, really? except all drawn like an, like a kind of like a, a table, personal tabletop, uh, all, all illustrated pen and paper to love myself leveling up and getting new stuff as I proceeded through finals. Um, so I jumped in immediately. Uh, and then when we started getting kind of overwhelmed by business stuff, we put out a call to the community. Hey, can anyone help with law and legal and, um, and business stuff? And Vicky's like, yeah, I know a lot about that. So she, she stepped in there and the three of us found that we had like a really good dynamic. That's cool. And so I'd heard like, did it, did it sort of evolve out of a game called either there was a game called like browser crest or something Did it evolve oh, out of that or um, was it, it something? So it didn't evolve out of it. What happened is browser quests, um, have all of had all of their art licensed, um, so that other people can use it there and they're amazing. There's some, there's some great guys. Okay. Uh, yeah. Browser, browser quest, the, that team is, is pretty awesome. And so uh, Tyler funded them and said, Hey, can I use them for, this thing that I'm throwing together because Tyler's not an artist. And yeah. They're like, yes, of course. And so the original, so uh, the original warrior gear, uh, is all from browser quest. Okay. Yeah. Some of, the, some of the icons and achievements and that the original kind of shape of the avatar, if you are a, originally the, there was only one avatar for habit RPG. You could be a white blonde male, which is to say you could look exactly like Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> And then every yeah, every <laughs> everyone, all the other things like the the slim body type, all of the hairstyles, all the different skin colors, all the different armor and everything. That's all made by um, you know members of the it's made by the artisans, right? The uh, yeah. open the open source uh, artists con- contributors, and you can you can find out exactly who made what on the wiki. We've got a big art credits page where everything is listed and tracked. Yeah. That's actually a really cool feature. How basically anybody can submit pixel art and have it potentially included in the game. 
that's one of the big reasons actually that we've stayed with that, the, the pixel art style. Um, a lot of, uh, so not, you know, periodically people will come to us and say, Hey, like how, why are you still so low res? You know, you're just playing off of nostalgia. I'm like, well, we are playing off nostalgia, but, um, it's more than that, which is that we did come to time where we're like, well, should we stick with the browser quest art assets or should we try to do something more high res? Mm. And because we do have all of these volunteer artists and because we do want the barrier of entry to be, you know, fairly low, obviously you have to workshop stuff before you get into the, into the game, but you know, pixel art is very approachable. Yeah. Right. It's an, it's sort of deceptively, right. Because pixel art can be, can take hours and hours and hours and be extremely complicated to make. And, you know, you spend ages agonizing over, you know, the placement of two different pixels, but it looks very simple. And so a lot of people will look at it and be like, well, I kind of do some art, um, but I wouldn't necessarily consider myself an artist, but Hey, I bet I can do this. Okay. And then they'll, they'll contribute. Whereas if we had everything, you know, in like a highly rendered 3d, we wouldn't yeah. have any <laughs> art, artists, contributors. We're not ruling out the possibility that eventually we'll move into something different, more high res. And hopefully at that point, we'll be able to hire some of our awesome contributors mm. um, to actually generate that artwork for us um, and actually get paid instead of just in gems. Yeah, that would be that would be pretty cool. Um, but you would have to probably commission all that artwork. So I do think it was pretty smart when you're bootstrapped and small to go with a more accessible style. Plus, that like it, it probably plan. helps to build the community as well, you know, because there's there's more things that people can do and get involved with. Yeah, we do. We try to make it as easy as we can to get involved with the community. We've got uh, guilds for all the main things, right? There's the Pixels in Progress Guild where you can workshop all your art. There's the Aspiring Coders Guild where you can troubleshoot things. Um, there's, uh, there's a guild for people who are editing the wiki there. Um, you know, we've got that, the Trello for the quest writers. Yeah. So there are just, there are lots of ways and and it's fun to see people contributing in lots of different ways. You know, it's it's cool to see someone who's a, uh, who's listed as a, a level five translator artisan blacksmith scribe. (laughs) (laughs) multi-talented yeah. i'm just going for ambassador myself but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so one thing i'm really curious about and i think you guys are probably curious about this as well because it, i think it was on your your survey that i did the other day um there's like a lot of things to have at rpg that can motivate people because you have like the streaks you have the gear the pets quests guilds everything so have you found that there are any specific features that are most motivating to people or is it really like all of them sort of compete. I think it's different for every person is, is what it is. Um, and I know that personally I've seen a lot of people come in and be motivated by earning gold, um, Mm. by, um, earning gold to buy in-game equipment. Um, and then somewhere around the line, somewhere down the line, it becomes, um, they're motivated by keeping their party members alive or doing major boss damage. Uh, okay. And then some further are just like, I'm part of the community. I got to be here. Yeah. So yeah, th- there are definitely a variety of things. And I know, so I've now been using Habit RPG for uh, over two years. And I- I've definitely, my play style has changed. Okay. It used to be that uh, streaks were the most motivating thing for me. Um, and then 
leveling really fast was the most motivating thing for me. And I would write party members and I would race and that was very motivating. Um, I hadn't even thought about that. Okay. Right. And then it, it only works if you've got mm-hmm. people who level at about the same rate as you. Yeah. Right. Cause they've, everyone levels at different rates depending on how you're using it in the most efficient way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I happened to have a couple of my party members that leveled at about the same rate that I did. So it was very motivating to race. Yeah. Um, but after I hit level a hundred that got less motivating. Uh, so I did the orbit rebirth and then I had to all this equipment to buy back. So then I was really into gold and, um, my current most motivating thing are perfect days. Oh yeah. That's, that's actually mm-hmm. a really good thing to be able to see that in your profile. Yeah, because, and so the way that I now spend my goal is in giving, instead of like saying like, okay, I can spend some gold to watch a movie, which is a lot of people do. Uh, I can say I can spend some gold to disable a daily and then use that time instead to watch a movie. Um, so that oh, I have, is there like a spell to do that? Um, I no, it's a uh, custom rewards. I use custom rewards a lot because I currently have about 40 dailies due every day. Yeah. That's the point I'm uh, at. And yeah, I was, I was going to ask if maybe you had kind of run into this problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, the problem of how do I have t- time for anything? Well, so my, my problem right now is that I have, let's see here. I think I have like 20 dailies and for the space of about two months, I was very, very good at getting them all done. And then over the last two weeks I went to New York and then I was at my girlfriend's mom's house for a few days. And like that just sort of derailed my whole routine. So I'm like resting in the tavern right now and I'm afraid to come out of it because I have all these dailies and I'm contemplating just like resetting all the streaks and maybe disabling a few of them to kind of build I, myself back up. Um, depend as for resetting streaks. I, I mean, that'll depend on whether you want the, whether the streaks are motivating. Cause I wouldn't reset them if you feel like they're going to be demotivated. Cause like, Oh, I don't have to keep the streak alive. The streaks streaks, can be valuable in, in keeping you like, Oh, it's I, I've been doing this for 56 days. Like I can't not do it. That's kind of a, I mean, that's a legitimate way to play. That's, you know, bringing the, keeping the chain. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the reasons we have streaks, right? We yeah. try to, because we know that there are lots of different ways to get to, to be motivated. So we try to accommodate all of those, right? There are people who are, who like the, you know, guaranteed reward of gold and experience every time you check off a task. Right. Right. And then there are people who are more motivated by the rain rewards. It's like, maybe if I check off this task, I'll get a blue hatching potion. Oh, I didn't. Maybe if I check off this task, I'll get a blue hatching potion. Yeah. Okay. I got a cactus egg. That's fine. But I really want a blue hatching potion. Maybe if I do this one, right? So we've got a variety of, a variety of ways. Streaks are one of them. I wish we had the, uh, the data for the survey. Cause then we could be like, Oh yes. You know, 47% of our users are most motivated by the pet system, but well, we hey, I mean, maybe so down the line you will have the data. Yeah. And it's we can true. do a little update or something. That. Um, but yeah, I guess, so for me, I have all these good streaks and I got into this bad habit where for your travel, I'm like, okay, I can be in the tavern for travel and not have to do things. Then I'd get home and it's like, okay, today's a rest day because I just got home from travel. So I'll stay in the tavern. And I feel like I've cheated myself at this point too much to where I need to just reset them all and just take the hit, (laughs) build back from zero. 
I mean, that's that's a fair technique on the if it day. Works for you. That, that's you know that's what works. We we say generally that there is no right or wrong way to play habit RPG. It's mm. whatever will help you kind of get on with your life. Um, and it's I mean it's it's not like you're a better person if you can level faster. Yeah. Uh, it's that's that's just your play style. It's whatever incremental changes you can make to your lifestyle and whatever habit RPG can do to help. Yeah, and actually, so when when I first got into it, I the flexibility of it was almost daunting. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this because it's not, I came from him from Fidocracy, which was very rigid. Like you get this many points for doing this many setups and we've defined it. And it was only for working out. And then habit RPGs is like, you basically define it for yourself, which was very tough at first. But once I figured out kind of routine and the dailies and habits that work for me, um, I don't know, the system sort of like was built at that point and it was much easier to, to get motivation from it, I suppose. Right. That open-endedness for us has been a bit of a double-edged sword um, in the, in, in, in the sense that like you found it is really daunting to get started because you're just kind of not sure. Yeah. Um, and so, but, but on the other hand, that, that means that we can tailor ourselves to a lot of different people and a lot of different uh, styles of getting things done. I mean, it's part of the reason why we have a very strong community in the chronic illness field, right? Mm. Because, you know, people who are kind of working through an illness that hampers their um, ability to get through all the things that they like to do are going to have a very different set of things to do than, say, a college football player. Yeah. Um, and we really believe in there being a valuable place for both of those different types. Mm -hmm. um, so, but, but it's one of those things that we're, we're sort of constantly returning back in that, in that, how do we make it easier for people to come on board, uh, but still retain that level of flexibility that lets them, you know, direct their lives the way they want to. Yeah. And I think you guys have done a pretty good job with uh, kind of limiting the features that are unlocked right away. And then sort of gradually bringing them in because it, it would be a little overwhelming to have everything that you can do just right away <laughs> open to you. So I like how that, it's, that's a process we're continually working on. Yeah. As Sienna can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that's part of the beauty of, of habit RPG is that we're very agile and we're constantly iterating and adding new things and trying new things, changing things around. And because we're very in touch with our community, um, we tend to have a pretty good sense of what our next thing needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a really strong uh, benefit of having the community be able to contribute to like the GitHub and the Trello. And as an aside, I want to say you guys have like the most ridiculous Trello I've ever seen. <laughs> like sometimes I go to it to figure out how should I use Trello for this? Well, this is how they're doing it because you guys have like, 20 lists and so many different cards and there's, I don't know how many people in it, but it's. Oh, and that's just on the suggestions board. Yeah. Oh, you guys have more boards. Oh, oh yes. We've got the <laughs> art board. We've got the quest writers board. We've got the mobile um, board. The mobile board. We've got the uh, wiki board. <laughs> we love Trello. It, it, it's a, it's a, it's a whole world in there. Yeah. I found Trello to be the best group task management thing uh, app that I've ever used. Not exactly good for personal tasks, at least for me, but for multi-person projects, it's just amazing. It's been really useful to have the public public facing Trello board. 
um, to collect things. And a lot of people would be like, hey, there's no movement on it. It's like, well, there's no overt movement on it. But um, what half, the way, way we do it is, you know, we just kind of, we use it as like collection sites. Like here are various things people have requested. Most people request the same thing. Um, okay. So you can then point to a card that comment on here. If you've got new ideas, vote for it. Yeah. And then we can eye on it. And then when it comes time to work on a new feature and implement things for that new feature, we read all of the Trello suggestions, right? Right now we're okay. working on a massive set of uh, skill rebalancing because a lot of the skills in the game are, are broken. Um, yeah. Okay. Right. If, if you spam Valorous Presence, which is a warrior buff, you can act, you can accidentally like break the game for your friends where you just check off like, I washed a dish today. And it's like, you have gained 999 levels. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I guess I haven't <laughs> seen that, but <laughs> that's, I mean, you're lucky. That's it's, it's broken. Um, so we're working on a lot of rebalancing and as we've been doing so, we've been going through all of the Trello comments on the skill rebalancing and people's ideas about how the skills should work and mana should work and uh, doing like a really comprehensive big overhaul. So yeah, and I think that's shout actually out to one of our, oh. sorry, shout out to one of our top contributors there. Alice has been spearheading that effort and doing a spectacular job at it. Uh, that's awesome. That. And I, I think it's really important when I was, uh, I don't know, I was stuck in the airport one day a few years ago because of a snowstorm. So I had like, a Pokemon emulator on my computer and I played it at like 10,000 times speed and got through the game in two hours. And, uh, now I can't play the original game anymore because I've sort of like cheated myself and showed like the stats going up super fast. So what I found is with habit RPG, it's the exact same. Um, it has to feel like it takes work to, to get things in order for it to still be motivating. Absolutely. I mean, that's, the, 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 that's because fun in games um, comes from the challenge in many mm. ways. It comes from the, the obstacles. Yeah. Which is not to say that a game has to be hard to be fun, but the, the game is about constraints, right? If there are no rules, it's just an activity. Right. Um, so a, a game needs to have constraints that, you know, that, that actually, actually keep you from being able to do everything. Mm-hmm. Right. And in habit RPG, the constraint is often, we leave the constraints to the user in many ways, yeah. right? You could technically give yourself a plus habit that says press a button and then scan <laughs> it and get to level 9 million. But those people who do that never stick around. They don't last more than a day because yeah. what happened? You just click the button Times and we don't make it that entertaining to click a button 900 times, and that's on that's on purpose, mm-hmm. right? Uh, what the reason Habit RPG works is because you can say, Yeah, I clicked a button, um, and I've got enough gold that I can buy that new sword, and my room is the cleanest it's ever been, and my grades have been going up this semester, and hey, I didn't have to pull an all nighter for that essay, I actually got it done on a Friday afternoon and then had the weekend to like go party without feeling guilty. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely true. So, um, and I think that's one reason why you guys probably couldn't have like a ranking list or something. No. Yeah. We're, we're pretty adamant about that because Mm -hmm. if it is really, really hard for you to 
you know, brush your teeth, then we believe that it should, you should be rewarded like the same difficulty for brushing your teeth as say someone else who finds it easy to brush their teeth, doesn't have it on their list. Um, but instead is trying to get themselves to run a five minute mile. Yeah, exactly. So I, my girlfriend got into it recently and, uh, she was like, how should I structure my dailies? You know, I don't know how to put these on here. So I was showing her mine and I have my daily exercise, which is like four sets of pull-ups in one daily and then she's like, you only get that much experience for doing all those pull-ups. And I'm like, yeah, but if you want to do those, like feel free to make it more like more rewarding because it's at the point now where that's not as hard for me. So I don't feel like I should get a huge reward for it. Whereas, yeah, I have, yeah. I have all of my daily exercises are individually listed out mm-hmm. because it is so tough for me to motivate myself to exercise. Yeah. I need like, okay, I need a separate reward for, (laughs) you know, working on my abs and a separate reward for working on my biceps and a separate reward for working on my triceps. Because otherwise, like if it's all just one thing, I'll be like, oh, I can't. Yeah. I can't change this. I don't even want to start. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even, I don't know if you guys saw the blog post I wrote on it, but I kind of like built a little bit of fitocracy game elements into my habits column where I give myself points every time I do a set. And I have different mm-hmm. habits for each exercise. So it just sort of like builds out every time I add a new one to my workout routine. Mm-hmm. And it sort of helps. I mean, I, I think it gives kind of a ridiculous amount of experience. But if you need the motivation, like, yeah, exactly, it should match the difficulty that you have in doing that habit, I think. Absolutely. Now, now question for you. Have you then looked at your avatar and decided you only need a little bit more experience points to get to the next level and then go do an extra set of something? Um, you know, I, I don't think I've done it too much on habit. When I was, when I was doing photography, I definitely would do that. I would be like, okay, I'm, I'm 30 points away. I'm going to go do a set of pushups. <laughs> um, I found that for me, at least at this point, experience doesn't motivate me that much anymore. My level doesn't motivate me too much. My biggest motivators on the site are perfect days and streaks like uh, like Sienna's are. And then also like my, I guess like my duty to my party and especially like the guild. Yeah. Since I run a guild and a party, I feel like I need to set an example. And then uh, contributor tiers as well, which I think are like the hardest things to get in the game. So they're like they the are. most motivating because <laughs> you have to go do things in real life. <laughs> Yeah, but they're also, you know, contributor tiers are like like you said, they're you're setting an example for the rest of the community. Yeah. So we we are very kind of selective about granting those. Mm-hmm. And we don't it's not like intentionally like we're going to make it hard for people to pass through, but it's like we we are actually looking at um frequently the, the totality of your contributions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a very and it's very much, you know, it's easier to get the earlier tiers. Yeah. Like if you make like the like if someone turns and is like, hi, I made you like, you know, a piece of armor. I'm like, awesome. Great. You know, that's your level one. Um, but it's like, okay, I've made seven pieces of armor. That's not going to get you all the way to level seven because the people who, have, who are other people who have gotten to the highest contributor tier level um, have been here, have been like working for months yeah, and we're like a solid part of the community. And we have a, a part of the reward for being level seven is we bring you into the, you know, contributor Google chat, which is where we 
ask for advice and we talk about the future of the program and say things like, okay, here, there's sort of our first, like our, our loyalist, hardworking contributors are our first audience for ideas. And it's like, I, like, hey guys, like I, I was sort of thinking about this feature. Like, what do you guys think? And we're like, oh, well, that's a good concept, but there are some big problems with the execution. Like, have you considered this and this? Wow, I haven't considered that. Uh, how would you guys do it differently? And they, you know, they know the site cold. They're uh, very devoted, and they have great insights. Yeah. So, so much of it is is so much of this site is kind of built out of love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely seems that way. Um, so I guess like one last question I have right now is do you, do you guys know, cause I know that Tyler was the one who built this at first and he was the one that kind of was doing the research. How many, I guess, habit building concepts went specifically into the design of the app? Like, was he saying, was he thinking to himself, like the habit loop works like this. I'm going to build these features to encourage that based on the research. Or was it more like, I'm going to make a game and sort of see if, uh, if actual video game elements just work? Uh, it was a combination. Um, so things like the different classes, well, I guess it's easier to start the other way around, right? You know, with a habit, the thing that makes it easiest to build a habit is instant gratification. Okay. This is why it's much easier to build a habit for checking Twitter than it is to build a habit for flossing. Yeah. Because for Twitter, your your reward is, you know, content and it's very easy. And for flossing, your reward is your gums kind of hurt. And yeah. then in six months, your dentist says, good job. You don't have any cavities. Mm-hmm. Right. That's it. That is a huge gap between the action and the reward. And the shorter the gap is between the action and the reward, the easier it is to build a habit. Okay. Um, and that's why... RPGs are so good at building habits, right? There's a very clear way to get that reward. Um, so that's why they put that in. And then with the drop system was specifically designed to be a motivating stochastic reward. So what does stochastic mean? Uh, so it, it's like they're random. They're random. Okay. Gotcha. Um, because it's like the slot machine effect. Right, right. If you okay. don't know whether or not you're going to get a reward, then you keep, you're sort of, it becomes an addiction. You're trying to, to see if, like, maybe you will, maybe you won't. Okay, so that makes sense. They, so, you know, that, and that's something that, again, RPGs do really well. Because RPGs, like the most successful RPGs, are successful in part because they are extremely habit-forming. Yeah, it's, that's really true. So by copying RPG mechanics, you're actually copying painstakingly crafted habit formation techniques. Yeah, I guess that definitely makes sense. I guess Um, I haven't played enough RPGs to know all the types of games, but I immediately go back to Pokemon because that's the one I played as a kid. And I can see like part of the giant motivation to play was you might get a really rare one and you might be able to catch it. So you just kept Absolutely. doing it. <laughs> yeah. How, how, how many Pokemon ex Pokemon players spent like hours of their lives walking on the same patch of grass. Yeah. There was a chance you were going to find that rare Pokemon. Mm. Guilty. As That's why we have pets and have an RPG. As yeah. Well. Right. Is for the collection. People who are motivated by collection. Do you guys uh, find that aspect motivating? Yeah. I find, I find that motivating. I have a, 
Beastmaster and Mountmaster now. I've tried Bingo, but I'm also very motivated to get all the quest pets. Oh, that's right. Yeah, there's all those. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. have hardly any of those. Um, for me, it's not like I'm less motivated by the actual pets, but I want the badge. <laughs> when yeah, you, when no. you guys released the exactly. triad one, I was like, okay, <laughs> I gotta get them all. Now you got it. <laughs> for me, it's like having the most complete, ridiculous profile as possible. That's one of my biggest motivators, I think. So it's, it's anyway. The, so it's a combination, right? You know, it's built with these habit formation techniques in mind. But other things are were just kind of a little more organic. Like the class system is just we were copying RPGs and then trying to make it you know, make the skills make sense both for the RPG, like the role-playing game mechanic, and then also the, you know, habit formation, productivity, health and wellness mechanic. The, um, the social accountability. Inadvertently, yeah, right. Mm. But then we inadvertently made each of the classes support a different motivational game style. Right? Really? If you're really, if you're really motivated by the random drops then you want to play rogue who gets the most random drops. But, um, and rogue also has a, a stealth where you can, some of your dailies won't hurt you because you're hiding from them. Okay. Right? That's one kind of you like need a break at the end of a day. Yeah. Um, if you're really motivated by streaks, mages have a spell that freezes your streaks. Even if you don't, uh, even if you miss those dailies, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a way to like, but you have to earn enough mana. So that's a way to get yourself, enough like, like that's a way to kind of hold yourself accountable in game okay right you're not motivated to cheat yeah you can cast it's not cheating if you're using a spell um it's a different motivational technique so that's that and that all came about really organically interesting so was the uh decision to make damage hurt all the party members like original was that like on purpose or was that more coming out of this, the wanting to have parties. So that was definitely a social accountability feature. Okay. Like we, we knew that like some people were not motivated by individual, by individual damage. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like, oh, I can take the hit, but it's a different thing entirely when you're <laughs> yeah. like, I, can, I don't have to do my pushups today. And but- then you're battling a griffin and then all of your friends take a bunch of damage and then one of them dies. And then you're suddenly faced with all this, <laughs> Just anger. <laughs> there's definitely there's one there's one of my friends who earned the nickname in my party earned the nickname the necromancer because he would play as a healer and then kill us all with undone dailies and then frantically cast healing spells to revive us before we <laughs> logged in. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was actually the most motivating aspect when I first got into it. Uh, I, th- I, I thought it was like the killer separation uh, feature between you guys and a lot of other apps because I had seen no other app where it was like, if I don't do what I set out to do, other people are going to be mad at me. And in the past, I've done little deals where I'd make a bet with a friend and say, OK, if I don't get you know this piece of homework done by this time, then I owe you 10 bucks or something like that. And that was always pretty motivating. So I love the fact that you guys have that feature in there where it's like, if I don't get my dailies done, my friends are going to be messaging me very angrily. And when my roommate was playing, he's actually the one that got me into it really seriously because I knew that if I didn't do my stuff, he'd just walk into my room and yell at me. <laughs> yeah. Nothing quite like your roommate in your face. <laughs> For sure. Because you killed his character. Yeah. 
So are there any uh, like like weird ways you guys use Habit RPG at all? Like the workout tracker way or kind of like just off the wall types of dailies or habits? Um, I use tags obsessively. Okay. Everything in my life is either tagged work or life. But hmm. then I also have subtasks within that, right? Like one of my life things might be house, right? And it's for dealing with housework. And then I also have a priority. Okay. Tag. And the rule is there can be no more than five work priority, th- more than five work things in the priority tag and five life things in the priority tag at a time. Okay. So that if I, a new thing comes up, I can't just add it to the top of the priority list. Right. Because you can't, you, you know, you can't keep adding things. You've only got so many hours in a work day. Right. Right. Day period. So realistically, if a new thing comes up, it's going to be taking time away from other things. So then you have to look at it and say, okay, is this really priority? Which one is more important? How can I shuffle this around? And I have to take one out to put one in. And that's been very helpful for me um, because it means that I do stay focused on what my most important tasks are for that day. And I don't get distracted with, Oh, other tiny, small things keep coming up. So does that mean if you're like faced with a really, especially busy day, you'll just turn on the priority and only do those things. Uh, only, uh, yeah, I, I tend to work primarily out of the, um, out of the priority tag. And I have a special reward. If I, if I clear the priority tag for a day, Okay. I have a habit, which I get to hit a lot of times. So if you have stuff that's outside of priority, are you taking damage off those if you don't get them done or do you kind of keep them deactivated? No, these aren't dailies. All of my dailies are priority. Okay. So tasks, you mean? All my, these are all my to-dos is how I organize to-dos oh, okay, gotcha. and, uh, and habits. Habits are kind of a continual thing. And then date, all my dailies are priority, but the way that I deal with it is I've also, I've got those um, uncheck a daily. Yeah custom rewards, right? So if I have a really, really busy day and I don't have time to say, do my 30 minutes of writing, um, I can, I've earned enough gold with my busy day that I can uncheck that daily. Okay. But, uh, I also have a negative habit where if I skip the same daily twice in a row, I take damage. Okay. Gotcha. That's a good way to keep myself from just always skipping the same one. Yeah. Anything crazy for you, Vicky? Uh, mine is my system tends to be a little less complicated than Sienna because I mm. don't have the patience to, to do a lot of management. Okay. Um, but I do, a, I, I do a thing where I have a to do, um, that I have checklist items for when I do extras of anyone daily. So if I go for okay. an extra run, I add a checklist item that says extra run. Um, so okay. instead of Sienna's reward where she rewards herself and pays gold to be able to skip a daily, I pull things out from, I call it my bank, uh, my bank of extra things that I've done. So um, if on a day I don't feel like it, I delete the checklist item. Okay. And then otherwise it just sits there until there's a boss battle and I need the, uh, I need the MP, the, the mana, to cast a spell or to heal or whatever. And then I, I click off the entire task and empty the bank. Okay. Oh, I like that. Yeah. In my, uh, in my habits column, I have extensions of dailies. So I, I have a daily where I have to drink 32 ounces of water. And then I have a habit called 12 ounces more of water. So if I end up 
like super hydrating that I can get more from that. But then I'm not requiring myself to drink a gallon or more a day or something like that. Yeah, that's not that's not so good for you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There was a time when I was a freshman, I was drinking like two gallons a day. And okay, warning to fresh freshmen out there, don't do that. <laughs> it's, it's not unless you're in a very, very hot. Yeah, not enough you're like going on a on a daily run through the desert. Yeah. <laughs> it might have been a little bit overboard. Speaking of that. But one thing I found is that when you find a system like this that works really well for you, the temptation to kind of go overboard with expectations of yourself is pretty high. And I guess like that's just something you have to be careful of because I don't know, I've gotten to the point where it's like I can see that I've done all these things consistently for two months. Let's add more. Obviously, I'm a machine now and it can all come crashing down (laughs) if you put too many on yourself. Yeah, it's a good, kind of a good way to think about it. And you're experiencing this a little bit with your... Um, now you're feeling daunted about getting back into it after your trip. Mm-hmm. It's all about scaling up, right? Yeah. Humans... like And um, like part of why Habit RPG is so effective for so many people is because you can add things slowly and then constantly customize it and add more things as they become more relevant. Mm. Um, like if you're going from say just doing nothing but sit at a computer all day to walking 15 minutes a day, you know, that's a big deal, right? You started from zero and then you got to 15 minutes of movement. That's significant, right? If you're never doing any of your homework, right? Or occasionally and you say, okay, I'm going to do 15 minutes of homework a day. Like that's still probably not going to get you through classes so much, but it makes it easier to start. It reduces the barrier. Right. If you're not doing, if you're, if you never do your calculus homework and then you're like, I'm going to commit to doing four hours of calculus homework a day. There's no way like you're going to, so there are different stages of habit formation. Right. Right. And one of them is like the, you know, first enthusiasm where you get really excited and you're like, yes. And you do four hours of calculus homework uh, a day. And then, you know, you're not instantly seeing results, right? The calculus homework remains hard after three days of doing it. Um, (laughs) So then you can, you get discouraged. And if you fight through, and I've seen people call this the fight through, I read it, just read an article that which used that terminology and I liked it a lot. Um, then you can like you struggle through it when it gets hard um, and then get to the point where it becomes second nature. And that's what you want for all of your habits. You want them to be second nature. Right. But you can backslide too, right? Disrupting a habit makes like is a great way to break a habit. Mm-hmm. Like I, thanks to Habit RPG, you know, I made my bed automatically every single day. Uh, but then I moved. I moved from I moved from a, to a different continent. I was living in Spain, and I moved to the U.S. And then I moved again, just from you know, house to apartment. And throughout all of the moving process and the vacation and the traveling and my schedule getting totally disrupted, I lost the the bed making habit yeah. in part because I didn't have sheets for a period of time. <laughs> right. And That'll then when I it. finally got the sheets again, I, you know, was no longer, I didn't have make bed on my habit RPG because it, I had taken it off because it had become second nature. Yeah. And 
eventually dawned on me that I was not making my bed anymore. I had lost that habit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I put it back on and then the habit came back much more quickly than it did the, like when I was building it for the first time. Yeah. But I, I still had to admit to myself, Hey, this isn't second nature anymore. Yeah. There's yeah. been too much disruption. Yeah. And I think that's important to, to get to that point where you do admit it to yourself because it can be very easy to just, I don't know, not admit it and just say, Oh, I'm going to do that tomorrow. I'm just going to break today or something. Yeah, exactly. There needs to be that moment where you're just like, I'm not doing this. Well, so what I'm, what I'm telling you, Tom, is check out of the tavern and, you know, <laughs> suck it up and disable some of those hard won dailies and then build them back up to your previous levels. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. I just have to it get helps it all. Set up the grayed out dailies with a to-do as a to-do. So as you add them back in, you can check off the to-do for extra rewards. Okay, that's a good idea. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and that you don't forget, and like right. you know, ten months from now, I'll be like, oh yeah, my <laughs> you know my push-ups. That's right. I used to I used to do push-ups back in a, a you know yesteryear. Yeah, <laughs> like fifteen levels ago. Exactly. Um, did you find? Because I'm really afraid of doing the thing where you reset your levels and everything. Do you find that actually boosted your motivation a lot? I waited until it made sense for me. I didn't do it at level 100 because at level 100, I still was, I still didn't have all of the class gear or I had just finished purchasing all the class gear. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was like, I don't want to lose my class gear. Yeah. Well, I waited um, until I felt that going up levels truly wasn't motivating anymore. And, you know, not ha- having any in-game rewards truly wasn't motivating Im- anymore. Okay. And I was just kind of, I, I just felt too strong, right? Like we talked about how games are about constraints. Yeah. I didn't have enough constraints and that was around level 150. And then I did rebirth and found it very motivating to go through and, uh, buy. I had that point I had like 60 pieces of gear or something. Cause I'd had every single item in the game that you could get <laughs> except for the hammer we give out. If you fix a, cr- a critical bug. Yeah. And then the super high level Kickstarter um, helm thing. So there were three pieces of armor I didn't have. And I had every single other piece of armor. And I had to <laughs> buy them all back. And that took months. Yeah. Um, and that was very motivating. I know my, my roommate got into a, a problem where he was too much of a completionist. And he wanted to get every piece of gear for every pe- every single class, including the promotional, like the seasonal ones. Yeah. Yep. So he would like front himself gold and then force himself to pay himself back so we could get the seasonal items before they went away. And then eventually that just sort of like took away all his motivation because he realized he'd like front loaded it all and it was stressing him out. And I'm like, dude, just get the items for one class. You don't have to get every single piece of gear. So maybe I can get it back into it. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, you know, different motivation things work for different people. Mm hmm. If it helps your roommate out uh, at all, now we do offer the seasonal shop. Yeah. I believe where you can go back and buy prior years. So he's not no longer time bound by um, getting the seasonal gear while it's, you know, in season. Yeah. And I think that was a really good addition because people who just start now, they can go back and get the really cool stuff. Yeah. Like the and steampunk to keep, set. And to, to, keep it, to keep it special for mm-hmm. people. 
um, who were there at the beginning. We, it now costs gems instead of gold if you want to get the old stuff. Oh, okay. Um, because we, we wanted to, you know, kind of be true to the spirit of having it say, hey, guys, like, you know, you did complete your tasks and you, you were there at the time and you did. But at, at the same time, having items that you couldn't ever get again, with the exception of the Kickstarter items, which, you know, they're sort of a special case, but having items in game that you couldn't ever get again seemed sort of contrary to the notion that, you know, it's never too late to start building your habits. Yeah. It's never too late to, to change your life and start turning your life around. Yeah, exactly. Um, so did that, either, was our, that was our compromise. Did either of you guys ever use Foursquare back when it was popular? I didn't actually. So I got it on my phone and back then, now it's very different, but back then when you checked in, you could get badges based on maybe checking into a certain kind of place, certain amount of times. And uh, when I got into it, I noticed there were all these badges like South by Southwest badges and stuff like that, that you couldn't get anymore because they were like event based or something. And that actually was really painful just to know that like, I can't complete the badge chart because I wasn't aware of the app back then. (laughs) So I like that you guys had the feature. um, So you don't feel like you're missing something. We're still working on it. There are some kind of cosmetic badges, Mm. right? That, are additional, right? Like defeating the the dread dragon of Dilatory, which was one of the bosses. Oh yeah. We got a badge as a reward, but like of the grade out, like if you're a new user, you don't even see that as an, as an option in your badge list. Yeah. Right. You only see the badges that you can earn, like the earned badges as opposed to the, the fun ones. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a smart design choice. Cause I feel like anything that's grayed out should be somehow attainable. Absolutely. Yes. Cool. So, uh, besides for the stat rebalance, what else is coming down the pipeline in terms of changes? Well, uh, as I guess today in real life, by the time this goes out, it'll be old news, but we're launching the spring event. Okay. Um, so that's going to be a very fun thing that's running until the end of April and it's going to have that special seasonal equipment that drives your, your roommate insane with <laughs> you know, motivation, which in theory motivates people to get as like be extra productive and get their tasks done to earn as much gold as they can. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to have a special, special quest returning. Um, so that will be fun. Uh, in terms of features, we're working on a complete rewrite of our mobile apps. Right now, our mobile apps are suboptimal. Su- <laughs> they're, su- su- they're supplementary to the website, um, as opposed, but we want them to be uh, like something that you can use by themselves independently from the website okay. from start to finish. Because a lot of people, that's how they use mobile apps. Yeah. Right? They only use Yelp on their phone. They don't go to their website and you know, so we're working on rewriting them to be native. Okay. Um, and that's a huge process, yeah, but it's underway. It's, we're working on it very hard. Um, we get questions about it. Sometimes we will announce when we've got dates. Okay. Uh, we're probably we're going to split up the launch into kind of a two part. We're going to first release a beta okay. for our current users with f- uh, fewer, fewer features, but the basics get a bunch of feedback from our community. Uh, we're definitely open sourcing the code so we can accept code contributions from people and people can jump in, jump into that. And then we're eventually going to have a, a hard launch. Okay. 
I've been wanting to build an app for my stuff for a while. So just thinking about all the things that have to go into yours is kind of like breaking my brain right now. <laughs> I can't even imagine how many facets of that app there's going to be. Uh, it's it's a big process. That's why we're doing it incrementally. Um, and even on the hard launch, it will not be feature equivalent to the website because there are too many features mm. to get that done. And it's more important to us to get it out. Yeah. But we want to have all the important features. Okay, cool. So uh, by the hard launch, right? Not by the beta necessarily. Yeah. Cool. Well, hey, thanks so much for coming on the show, you guys. Uh, obviously, people can go to habitrpg.com to get involved and start building some cool habits. If they want to connect with you, though, um, where should they go? Twitter? Yeah, Twitter. Uh, I'm at Yenna Leslie. And uh, that's probably the quickest way to get in touch with me, unless you've got official Habit RPG business, in which case I think you should email me at Leslie at HabitRPG.com. Cool. And what about you, Vicky? Same. On Twitter, I am caffeinated V, V-E-E. <laughs> um, but you can always just email me at Vicky at HabitRPG.com. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks. We'll try to reply. <laughs> <laughs> Great. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for listening to this episode. Hopefully you found it useful. And if you want to join the guild on Habit RPG, once again, collegeinfogeek.com slash guild is the link that will take you right over to it. You can sign up, start building some habits and find find some like minded people in the guild. If you want to find my favorite resources and tools on how to be a more efficient student in all areas of your college life, then collegeinfogeek.com slash resources is where you should go. Excuse me. And that's all I got for this episode. So we will see you next week. Stay cute. Thanks for listening to the College Info Geek Podcast. Grow your brain even more at www.collegeinfogeek.com.